Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Do Go On is brought to you by the remaining dates of our UK tour. There are very limited tickets still available for our Birmingham show and for our London matinee show. So if you are in the area and you want to come and get the tickets, head over to dogoonpod.com. And also, this will be your last chance for quite a while because we won't be coming back to the UK next year um, just to add a layer of guilt there as well. (laughs) We've checked the calendar and it is jam-packed. We're busy. We've got jam making classes. We've got <laughs> packing club, ass packing classes. <laughs> uh, I need a, a few lessons. And we're going on a trip where we're going to ride our bicycles. Yeah, Amsterdam. We're going to Amsterdam. Um, so yeah, definitely come to those shows if uh, if you want to because it'll be your last chance for a little while. That's this coming Sunday and Monday. And if you want to go and see the best stand-up comedy that the world has to offer, probably look it up on Google or something. But if you want to come see me do stand-up comedy, I'm doing a show in London at the Bill Murray on the 7th of December. Yes, that is just a couple of days away. This Saturday, I believe. Saturday, I think there's... Five tickets left. Oh, that's nothing. So if you and four of your best friends want to snap up the last ones, please do so. And you can do that at mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. But for now, on to a live episode that we recorded only a few nights ago in Dublin. And let me tell you, it is a ripper. Please enjoy. (laughs) Please indulge. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Ladies and gentlemen, people of Ireland and or the UK, we do not have time to record two of these. People of whatever town or city we are in right now, make some noise if you're ready to podcast. Yeah, assuming you make some noise there, let's proceed to the next section of this definitely live and not scripted introduction. This is designed to build a rapport and find common ground with the audience. So if you're in Ireland, 
How shit are the English? If you're in Scotland, how shit are the English? And if you're English, I'm so sorry. We think you're all right. And now we're all friends. Please welcome to the stage, all the way from England 2.0, back in the habit, aka Australia, it's to go on! Yeah, that is, I've got to be honest, a rapturous response. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, welcome, I was going to tell you, we've got to do the show. Um, uh, welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Waterkey and I'm standing here on stage with two of the best in the business. It's Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Hello. This is very nice. What a lovely uh, reception. How you... All right. Um... <laughs> Little bit I was about to do some crowd work, crowd work <laughs> but where are you from? <laughs> where about whereabouts are you from? Nah. <laughs> Look, that's great. Uh, cool. Do you, do you Sounds you, nice. Do you mean to translate that? Cow. <laughs> yeah, Cal- go Calvin. early. Yeah. Uh, you know what they say about Calvin guys? <laughs> Real big dicks. <laughs> dick, so congrats sorry, on that. Yeah, good for you. It's real um, big dickheads. Real assholes, real bad guys, <laughs> bad people, bad people out there. Anyone else? Out in g- that direction that that you are from, they are real pieces <laughs> of work. Them Calvinators, we call them. <laughs> I bailed when I, I was about to do it, and then I bailed, and then we it, did it anyway. All right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you bailed at all. <laughs> Save him. Two Guinnesses. Ginai. Ginai. All right. Here to, here to party. All right. Someone oh, was getting me a Jamison's, it. but it, it has not arrived. Someone was getting... It's day one of the tour, and look at you going full diva straight away. I'm a, I'm a diva. Anyway, we've lost them early. Um, <laughs> we now we're going to get them back with some more crowd work. <laughs> Anyone uh, else from Kelvin in tonight? Yeah, up the back, all right. Where you belong. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, is, what does Calvin mean? What? It's Calvin, oh you fucking God. idiot. I'm really sorry to everyone from actual, actually from Calvin. That's, I didn't mean to besmirch your good name. Calvin, oh God. I'm so sorry. I'm staying out of this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jess is so diplomatic. Yeah, I'm like, nah. We're outnumbered by a lot. So um, you yeah. guys are the best and uh, it sounds like a beautiful <laughs> paradise. You really cheered a lot for the uh, English uh, being shit, didn't you? <laughs> Look, uh, Let's see how that goes down tomorrow. <laughs> No, nah, we're in Glasgow tomorrow. Oh, yeah. We're going real well. Let's see how that goes down on Tuesday. Yeah. I think it's, re- it's really nice to hear that they've worked out their differences. So. <laughs> 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 
All right, well, we are so stoked to be here uh, to do our first uh, Do Go On pod for the tour. Mm. Um, we've been hanging out in Dublin the last few nights, having a great time. Last night we went out uh, to Temple Bar. Don't know if you've ever heard, if you've ever heard of that. Um, Getting a bit of culture. It was real great to get, the, get a bit of Irish culture. Yeah. We were like, we got to see some culture. And we did. We went and we saw a guy singing some Irish songs. Oh, we were... Like mm, American Pie. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, he goes at the start, he's like, I hope everyone's here for some Irish music, because if you're not, you can fuck off. And we were like, we are here for Irish music. This is exactly what we want. Two songs later, he played American Pie. <laughs> It was confusing. And then he changed the words for dirty old town to dirty old man <laughs> in relation to himself. <laughs> that was fun. I was like, at least he's aware. The self-awareness was nice. Yeah. That was he, good. He kept telling off uh, guys in the, I guess, audience for uh, telling him <laughs> off for it, invading what he called the ladies-only zone, but then kept saying, but I'm allowed in the ladies' zone. <laughs> <laughs> No, no ladies should be letting you in their zone. And then I looked up and on the roof there was a sign that just said, no spitting. <laughs> and I thought, if you have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? I know. What's happened that you had to put a sign up? Oh, yeah. Love you, Spitting competitions. <laughs> we love your culture. Thank you so much for imposing it. Thank you, thank you so, so much. <laughs> your culture. Dave, Dave doesn't really get it. Jess and I are, are like mainly Irish heritage, whereas Dave is a, a German. So um, <laughs> he doesn't really get all I mean, Jess, do. We're basically right. you guys. Uh, if you are turning on anyone, make it be Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Get Allah. out of that one, dickhead. Oh, Allah. I love Kevin. Did I say that right? <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So this is the first podcast of the tour. We are very, very excited to kick off with our first ever show here in Dublin. But um, <laughs> Matt's just selling drugs <laughs> on the side. <laughs> if you need anything, just um, stand at the side of the stage for a bit. Just lurk. Lurk side stage, Matt will fix you up. Yeah. Yeah. He's you got, got a to trench tap coat. Your nose. <laughs> tap your nose three times and hand me your Jamisons and, oh, and I your love Jack it. Daniels glass. Yeah, Jack Daniels, that classic Irish drink. Ooh. It's confusing. Um, Dave, start the show, I reckon. Oh, what I was going to say is because uh, we're about to do a podcast, give me a round of applause if you've ever heard our show do go on before. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You uh, clapped for a long time. We weren't fishing. Yeah, um, that was amazing. It was just a bit of market research, and then really. I pointed at you just because you were like you're sort of sitting and then clapping with your hands up high, but it looked weird that I singled you out. So I just started pointing to other people <laughs> to cover that up. <laughs> and you, uh, other end of the scale, don't be shy. Of course, uh, give me a round of applause if you've never seen, uh, never seen or heard our show before. A few as well. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming. Oh, Appreciate the person it. from Cavern, of course. <laughs> of course. A lot of joy about never he hearing yeah. this before over here. And they're like, and I still won't. Not listening. Uh, well, if they're not familiar with the show, what we do here usually is a report on a topic suggested by a listener. And why the hell change things up now? Uh, but what we've done is we've all written a, uh, written a mini report on a overarching topic and we have gone for Irish stories. Yeah. 
Oh, that actually, that works out well because this is in Ireland. Yeah. Imagine doing that in Glasgow. They'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> We'd be like, ah. Because <laughs> we're not very bright. Um, but thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to kick things off with uh, the first report here on an Irish tale. Okay. And uh, we usually start with a question. And again, we're going to stick with that. And I'm going to ask the question to Jess and Matt. And if they don't know, we can throw it over to you lovely people here. Matt looks like he's ready to buzz in. <laughs> did, I did just zone out a bit, but um, <laughs> I imagine we're about to start the show. Yeah, yeah. Here's the, uh, the question is... Nailed it. As a point of national pride, in 1956, an Irishman stole a painting from which London gallery? Uh, the Lon- London a, Metro? Is that a thing? Which one? The Metro? No? <laughs> Mo- Mona? Moma? Mo- Bo- Boba? No? Schlobschla. Is he close? <laughs> Is um, it something like blah blah? Uh, it'd be the museum of something something. So it'd be like... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine to nail that. <laughs> that was the most coordinated you've ever been and you were dropping something. I did it. Uh, it rhymes with mate. Tate! And it's the Tate! Well done. Well no, done. Uh, 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 Victory a, feels good. Rhymes, rhymes with mate. I'm going to get this. Um, <laughs> spate. Spate. I reckon you just start. Uh, the topic today, mate, is the Hugh Lane painting robbery. Okay. Suggested by Ellie uh, CK from Melbourne. <laughs> We've come a long way to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> Comes to every Melbourne show. We refuse to yeah. do any of the topics. Sorry, Ellie. <laughs> uh, uh, round of applause if you've ever heard of this topic. Oh, a, pa- a, a smattering. Round of applause if you are, in fact, lying. <laughs> what an incredible Why do you applause? look at him and assume he doesn't know anything about art? Are you, uh, he went, bullshit. No. <laughs> I believe you. I reckon I, you know all about it. Thank you. Would you like to do the report? Without looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is, yeah, this story of the Hugh Lane painting robbery, which is, as you know, a great, a great, great tale. Um, let me tell you about Hugh Lane, first of all. Hugh Lane, Matt, if I can just make sure you're focusing. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you Did go? Did you notice that we lost someone? Yeah. <laughs> it's usually about that, that far in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's Hugh actually, Lane. He's, a, he's a big Hugh Lane fan, and he will not hear you besmirch his good name. <laughs> Are you about to besmirch him? Absolutely not. I'm a big fan, big fan of the Hugh Man. And that is uh, <laughs> Hugh Lane, born in County Cork in 1875. <laughs> 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 Few Cork heads in, all yeah. right. <laughs> Let's get corked. Is Cork, which one's Stab City? Is that Cork? <laughs> Limerick, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you all I found that out I, I stayed there about 10 years ago And I walked the streets in the middle of the night And then watched the news I went oh what have I done <laughs> Even the newsreader called it Stab City <laughs> <laughs> No this is County Cork In 1875 uh, But he was brought up in Cornwall Over in England <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you from Cornwall? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Covered it really well. <laughs> 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 
You're fucked. Oh, yeah. That's the, cor- the Cornish people do scones wrong. They do jam, then cream. They do it the right way, yes. Yeah, that's why they put the spread on and then the cream on top. I mean, it makes sense. They do scones wrong, but they do pasties. Oh, so right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Getting a few stickering at us having different accents. <laughs> like you didn't already know that. <laughs> Wait, uh, which bit? Oh, we, what did we say wrong? Scones. There's no W in it. What are you doing? Scones. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know what that is. I that, love it. That's one of that's something from around here, I reckon. Uh, Hugh Lane. Right. Began his career as an apprentice painting restorer working for an art dealer in London. He went on to become a very successful art dealer in his own right. But for a time, money really came and then went, leading him to become a famously frugal man. According to The Guardian, like his aunt, he frequently dined on a bun and a piece of fruit. <laughs> Good combo. It uh, sounds like he's living like a king. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of fruit are we talking? Because uh, that changes a lot of things. Rot- rotting fruit. <laughs> okay, well that, know that doesn't sound that great then. <laughs> uh, he operated out of uh, London and he remained in close contact, however, with family and friends back in the motherland in Ireland. And according to his own website... Quote, he counted among his family and friends those who collectively formed the core of the Irish cultural renaissance when? in the early decades of the 20th century. When's this story from? <laughs> early 1900s. How does he have a website? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, he does. He was ahead of his time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the real story is here he invented the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you think he's zoned out, but yeah. he's actually... And he's asking the right questions. Yeah. On I was like, a oh, hundred years after he's, he's dead, his website is st- still really beefing him up as being in touch yeah. with the Renaissance. Lots of hashtags. Yeah. <laughs> he's dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on a visit back to Dublin in 1901, Hugh Lane viewed an exhibition of paintings by Nathaniel Hone and John Butler Yeats, who was the father of many artists, including poet William Butler Yeats. <laughs> Ever heard of him? Uh, Hugh Lane was so impressed by the exhibition that he began a campaign to establish a gallery of modern art here in Dublin. To further his campaign in 1904, Lane organised the first ever exhibition of contemporary Irish art abroad in London. And it was a big success. And from that, he decided to ask famous Irish artists to donate work to kick off his own collection, as well as commissioning new paintings and uh, donating stuff from his own collection, including work by Manet, Degas and Renoir, all absolutely top French Impressionists. Matt is also an absolutely top French Impressionist. (laughs) Uh, Matt, can we hear some of your uh, French impressions now? Uh, we, um, <laughs> I but I, I do question if they were really top artists because if they were, they'd be Ninja Turtles. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's a very that good point. It's a very good point. If you're not part of the Big Four, who are you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he opened the Municipal Gallery of Modern Art in Dublin in 1908. The following year, he was knighted at the age of just 33. And in 1914, he was appointed director of the National Gallery of Ireland. So everything was going well, but sadly. All good things must come to an end. (laughs) On May 1st, 1915, Lane, as well as 1,958 other people, boarded the RMS Lusitania in New York City. They know what happens, but I I do not. (laughs) 
I mean, it sounds bad. They're going to have a good time. Oh, nice. A uh, cruise? Were, <laughs> Lovely. They were bound for Liverpool. Lane had been to uh, New York on business selling two paintings to a wealthy industrialist. This was 1915, so during World War I in Germany had declared it would open fire on any ship, military or otherwise, that it encountered outside the British Isles. The German embassy even published a warning notice in 50 US newspapers warning travellers of the risk of crossing the Atlantic. These ads sometimes ran opposite pages advertising the Lusitania cruise. That's <laughs> <laughs> a double page spread. <laughs> Come! It's a beautiful cruise over here. We will destroy that cruise. <laughs> Crazy. But thankfully, you, you're happy to hear this, Jess. The journey went off without a hitch. And uh, she was nearing the end of her journey, just 11.5 miles or 19 kilometres off the old head of Kinsale, the south of Cork, when she was spotted by a German U-boat, which is a, basically a submarine. The U-boat fired one, possibly two torpedoes. It's very debated. <laughs> I, got lost. I got lost in the debate about it. Into the side of the Lusitania, for the passengers and crew, the attack came from nowhere. One passenger said, quote, it sounded like a million ton hammer hitting a steam boiler a hundred feet high, which is a very specific description. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what that sounds like. Suspiciously yeah. specific. Oh, okay. That was hard to say. Uh, with a giant <laughs> hole in her side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Lusitania sank in just 18 minutes. And of the 1,959 people on board, 1,198 were killed, including our main man, Hugh Lane. Sorry, just to wind back a sec. 18 minutes. 18 minutes. <laughs> Would you prefer... Two more or three less. <laughs> You Sink faster or slower. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think boats sort of adhere to that rule. <laughs> well, they should. Yeah, that's a good point. Just take 20. <laughs> that's a very Just good point. I can't argue with that. Longer. Just take 20. Just take you 20. fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb boat. Yeah. Uh, Lane was dead and he had a large collection of art. In his will, he left 39 paintings to quote... Oh, no. <laughs> One more Sorry. lying around. Uh, in his will, he left, quote, uh, 40 paintings. Thank you. To the people of Ireland. This is known as the Hugh Lane Collection. Many of these 39 or 40 paintings were considered significant, and it was fantastic news for all of Ireland. So you guys just, like, take turns? Yeah. Just, like, share it around, have it you at your house it. for a certain period of time? That's, that's awesome. That's great. But there was one problem. Hugh Lane hadn't had anyone witness the will. Uh, one problem, make it four more problems. <laughs> Should explain... Oh, no, I was, <laughs> I was ex about to explain to the enthusiastic people who've never seen the show before, but they have left. <laughs> they are not there. <laughs> While we're doing it, okay. <laughs> Coming back. Jess has got a oh, Jess has go. got a weird thing about numbers or something. I don't really yeah. get it either. I don't but really you probably, understand you it either. You probably piece that together. Yeah. Fancy looking drink. You want us to stop uh, addressing you a lot? Cause yeah, okay. The way you're covering your face makes it look like you don't want us to be talking to you right now. And we're reading that. We're seeing that in you. And you're we're responding to that right with empathy. Now. Yeah. Okay, we understand. So we're gonna stop. We get it. We're gonna, we're gonna stop, stop that. We're gonna to stop talking to you. Okay. Because we know it's making you uncomfortable. We yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. Where, okay? where are you from? What's your name? Yeah. 
Let's bring her up on stage. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was kidding. No, no, no. Absolutely kidding. Leave her alone. Don't worry. So sorry about that. Um, so I mean, what be, should we call you? Yeah. <laughs> it'd be easier to apologise to someone with a name. <laughs> on stage. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so his will had been witnessed, meaning that a previous will was considered legitimate. The previous will was made in 1913, when after his plans for a new gallery in Ireland were rejected, things got pretty nasty. Lane cracked it and organised instead to donate his collection to the National Gallery in London. Oops. It's, it's always too easy. <laughs> it's like you say anything like Ireland, and they're like, Wow! Uh, and this next bit's going to really piss you off. Um, so the National Gallery agreed to accept them, but not right away, but soon. They also made note that they didn't think many of the paintings were worth hanging, turning, turning up their noses at paintings by Monet and Renoir. Yeah, they really know a good thing, those English. Yeah. They're just little dots. And th this is why most people think Lane went back on the agreement and changed his will back to leave the paintings to Ireland, on the condition a suitable gallery be built to house them. But now Lane was dead, the National Gallery were more than happy to take the previously unhangable paintings off his cold, dead hands. <laughs> so they put them on display at the famous Tate Gallery. Understandably, there was uproar in Ireland, people claiming that Lane had said to many people that he wanted the paintings to stay in his home country. But sadly for you, the law was on the side of the English... I've, <laughs> I, I've so literally sorry. got written here, pause for booing. <laughs> he really does. He's in your heads. <laughs> um, so London put the paintings on display and argued that if Lane had seen the extension of the Tate Gallery, he would have changed his mind and wanted them displayed there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as you can hear here, Jess, uh, the English gallery continued to show the paintings, but some Irish would never forget. Hmm. So four <laughs> 41 years go past and we cut to 1956. We meet 21-year-old Dubliner Paul Hogan. What? What's that? We meet 21-year-old Dubliner Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Paul Hogan. You've got your own hogs over here. <laughs> wow. Did he also paint the... Sydney Harbour Bridge? Yeah. yeah, good local references. All right, here we go. <laughs> so we've got our, the original Paul Hogan, some call him. Oh, I don't and, know about that. And his mate, Billy... I reckon Al Hogan was alive then. Yeah. 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 Let's have a hoags off. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's... We'll listen about this Paul Hogan yeah. and we'll decide who's the better Paul Hogan. Yeah. Let's find out which one played Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Let's find out. Who played Croc Dundee better? <laughs> I reckon it was our one. <laughs> That's not a Hogan. <laughs> this is a Hogan. <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is bag the English and say lines from films. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying, Jack. <laughs> Doesn't need context. Um, so Paul Hogan and his mate Billy Fogarty from Galway. Sure, it had been four decades, but Hogan wasn't going to let the injustice slide any longer. He was an art student and used this to be able to get closer to the paintings. He and his mate Fogarty cased the Tate Gallery whilst pretending to sketch the very paintings they were planning to steal. They settled on Roi de Tête. 
Or Summer's Day by French Impressionist Bertha Morisot. Just say Summer's Day then, I reckon. I mean... Don't attempt. I should have tried. <laughs> well, I did and you I did. failed. You did, you failed miserably. I, sh- I shouldn't have failed is what I mean. <laughs> uh, painted in 1879, it depicts two women seated in, uh, in a boat and at the time was worth £10,000. Nothing to scoff at in the 50s. These days, it's worth about £8 million. It's <laughs> a lot of pounds. It's not very big. That's I, about I, a trillion Australian dollars. Yeah, it really is. It's... it's uh, fuck if I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we don't know if the mic picked that up, but that was you're not in England now, and my retort is we never were. <laughs> we haven't been there yet. <laughs> so it's not a big painting either. It's 45 by 75 centimetres. Uh, Hogan's plan was to grab the painting off the wall and then run towards the gallery's <laughs> exit. <laughs> With it under his arm. This is oh. some real Ocean's Eleven bullshit. All right, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to run at a door. He was sure he'd be stopped, but he knew the incident would get the conversation about the proper place of, of the paintings kick-started, so he hired a photographer to stand there and take his photo as he attempted to steal it. Yeah, great. He's a PR man. So he grabbed the painting and walked towards the exit as planned. But nobody stopped him. <laughs> He walked out of the building and still no one stopped him. <laughs> Suddenly he was outside with a painting under his arm, which was famously caught on camera because he had the friend taking the photo. <laughs> but he hadn't planned for this. He had no idea what to do. He planned for the photographer to catch him being arrested or fighting off security, not just casually <laughs> strolling down a London street with a painting under his arm. The two Irish kids had no real knowledge of London, so they got into a black cab and asked them to take them to the first place that they could think of, which was Piccadilly Circus. (laughs) Luckily, the night before, Hogan had met an Irish lass at a bar, a girl called Martha, and they went around to her flat and she agreed to let them hide the painting under her bed. (laughs) You're right, it's real Ocean Eleven stuff. Meanwhile, the crime was reported and the photo of Hogan running down the steps with the painting under his arm was in newspapers across the country. The officer in charge of the investigation was a certain DCI McGrath, an Irish police officer who... <laughs> Did you just boo? Uh, is it because he's a police officer? Or because his name's McGrath? That's very specific. Uh, he... Oh, that is quite specific. <laughs> Uh, McGrath had experience with this kind of cases a few years earlier. He solved what is the funniest sounding case of all time to me, the case of the missing stone of scone. (laughs) Where four Scottish students had removed the stone of scone. It's actually the the stone of scone. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy. Anyway, on, on the run, the two Irish lads asked Mary who I called Martha before, anyway, to, <laughs> to leave the painting at the Irish Embassy in London and it was soon returned to the Tate Gallery. The boys were still on the run, though, until Irish cop DCR McGrath discovered that the pair were making a run for the Liverpool Ferry and... Ferry. <laughs> yeah, that's very different. <laughs> the Liverpool Ferry. <laughs> and, you know... The McGrath is a good cop because he called up Paul's mother and told her that he was deciding to let them go. Oh, I need it. He didn't catch him. 
He didn't catch him. Just being a hero. Yep, I decided to let him go. It was on me. I made that call. Yep, always the plan. Uh, these days, the paintings are still technically owned by the Tate, but they have come to a compromise with the Hugh Lane Gallery here in Dublin. 31 of Lane's 39 paintings have been on long-term... I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been on long-term loan to the Hugh uh, Lane Gallery here in London, whilst the real jewels in the collection, including the Manets, the Degas, Pizarros and Monets, travel back and forth between Dublin and London every six years. Oh, that, that was about to sound impressive. <laughs> If it was months, weeks, days, hours, minutes, seconds, <laughs> then I'm impressed. Years? You may as well not have said that. <laughs> you want it to be every six minutes? You've wasted every... That's, now, that's noteworthy. That's interesting. Yes. I'm what listening. are the logistics of that? Whoa. Tell me more. Six, Holy six shit. years? Fine. Okay. What yeah. have I told sense. you the most recent rotation was but two months ago? All right. <laughs> Thanks for going with me. I needed that. I needed that. Uh, but that, that's the story of the Hugh Lane painting robbery. Dave Warnicky. Thank you. <laughs> Not a bad little tale. You know, if you're into that sort of children's play. <laughs> But now we're going to get a little more adult. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> what have you picked? <laughs> yeah, the Irish Mr. Hands. All right. <laughs> Instead of a horse, it's an Irish horse. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's nowhere but Dublin where hecklers are funny. That's just like, yeah. it doesn't happen anywhere else. Everywhere else, else they're else are like, the oh, worst. mate. Shut the fuck up. But here it's like, oh, mate, please shut up. We're trying to be funnier than you. <laughs> <laughs> you you're embarrassing us. <laughs> uh, my question to get us on topic is what boozy disaster in Dublin claimed the lives of 13 people in the 19th century? So a cheerful tale, yes. <laughs> Boozy disaster. I'll give you a clue. It's four words. The first two are the Dublin. Okay. <laughs> okay, we've got half, yes. The third yes. is a type of alcohol, and the fourth is a type of disaster. We have a few hours. <laughs> uh, Whiskey. Yes. Oh. Um, okay, now a type of what? Disaster. Oh, di please tell me it's tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> Tornado. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's, I mean, it's not far off, but it's also a mile off, but yeah. <laughs> the Dublin whiskey. <laughs> yeah, both of those are true. Massacre. <laughs> massacre. Dublin whiskey massacre. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I heard fire. Did someone yeah, say fire? fire's right. Oh! Yes. Flood is also right, strangely. Yeah, okay. it's a fire flood. This was suggested by Rob from Dublin. Yeah! Rob, you in? Oh. <laughs> There's a Rob here. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to claim it. Yep. 
Okay, well, this, the story begins around 8pm on the 18th of June, 1875, in the Liberties, which is just two kilometres from here. We walked through it yesterday. You wondered why. <laughs> well, this is why. <laughs> and also because you said, my topic's from around here. <laughs> and we went, all right. <laughs> so, in the Liberties, at uh, Reed's Malt House and Malone's Bonded Warehouse on Chamber Street, they both caught fire. Okay, so is that... Yeah, that's so that's a fire, crux of yeah, it, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go into more detail, but ah. that's basically the story. Okay. According to a report in the Illustrated London News at the time, boo, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hate illustrations here. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us the words. We can make it up in our minds. <laughs> with you apologies in advance for the currency but at the time I'm afraid you were using the pound so <laughs> yeah, I know. hey look I, I'm sorry it was a dark few centuries there where <laughs> those cunts <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I reckon we could get this crowd to like kill people if we wanted to <laughs> <laughs> so this is, a, this is a quote from uh, a news report at the time. The former, uh, talking about Malone's bonded warehouse and Reed's malt house. So is it a haunted but warehouse or bonded? Bonded. I don't know what it means, but it said that in every source. It called it Malone's bonded warehouse. That sounds like a terrible infomercial. <laughs> Come on down to Malone's bonded warehouse. Anyway, the former, <laughs> the former had around 2,000 pounds worth of malt in it, and the latter, which immediately adjoins it, had 5,000 barrels of whiskey worth 54,000 pounds. One more thousand. <laughs> well, back then, that was what it was worth. The Irish Examiner estimates the modern equivalent to be 6.5 million in the correct euros. <laughs> the fire ripped through Imagine the... Applauding <laughs> your currency. <laughs> Imagine. I've never, ever heard someone say Australian dollars and just like cried. I've never done it. Never. Never. I have not lived, obviously. I've not lived. I, I mean, did you Sorry, when you pants? just said Australian dollar then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I must go on. <laughs> I must. I'm just hey, man, little... just think about little five-cent pieces. Oh, my God. They're so cute. They got little echidnas on them? <laughs> yeah, that sounds Bingos? right. Bingos? No. Echidnas. Wallabies. <laughs> All right, the fire ripped through the... Pro oh. Started that sentence with a lot of gusto. <laughs> <laughs> wrong tone, wrong tone. <laughs> wrong tone. <clears throat> <laughs> the fire ripped through the properties, bursting open the casks that held the booze. I think it should be bursting open the casks. <laughs> this sent a river of whiskey cascading onto the surrounding streets. Proud of those Irish streets. Yeah. The whiskey was on fire. 
and flowed like hot lava through the streets. Oh, that's not good. Before the fire brigade... Before the fire brigade arrived to try and deal with it, crowds already gathered around collecting the liquor in any vessel they could find. (laughs) They're like... They're... (laughs) They're emptying the fishbowl to like... (laughs) They brought pots, buckets, jars, and failing that, used their hats. Is, is Is the liquid still on fire? Yes. <laughs> you got your hat trying to scoop up fire. Within hours, fire had torn through the houses down one side of Mill Street. Shops went as well, including a tannery, leading to an overbearing stench of burnt leather in the air. <laughs> oh, there's only one thing worse than that, and that's burnt pleather. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that from experience. A lot so of friction. No, you're on a timeout for that one. <laughs> Turn that way. Come on. <laughs> I don't say anything gross. <laughs> Stop pointing at the nice people. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the fire was heading straight for the Coombe Maternity, Maternity Hospital. Am I saying that right? Coombe? Yep. <laughs> Someone gave me a slight note there. Yeah. Coombe. <laughs> Is that right? So I was heading straight for... The that maternity hospital <laughs> before a change in the direction of the wind saved it. Apparently the papers at the time called this an act of God. Though as an historian and former Dublin firefighter Lass Fallon observed that the same act of God destroyed a row of houses opposite. <laughs> <laughs> he works in mysterious ways. You know? Dublin in 1875 looked very different than it does now, and apparently many... Yeah, it looked on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and they had pounds. <laughs> Ugh, yuck. <laughs> and apparently many people kept livestock back then, and as the examiner writes, the presence of cart horses and pigs maddened by heat added further to the pandemonium. Oh, no. The Wait. pigs are maddened by heat. Actually, I'm a bit like that. Oh. If I get too hot... Oh. <laughs> I shut down. That's not funny. It's just the truth about me. Let them in. That's real nice. Yeah, I'm being vulnerable in the space. (laughs) (laughs) As well as the barnyard animals, there were many dogs kept as pets. (laughs) Different time. (laughs) One such dog reportedly took its own life. Okay, now you're on a timeout. We're all just going to sit here in silence for a bit. Dare I ask how? Let me tell you. The the Irish Times reported that the case of canine suicide occurred when, quote, a dog ran through an open door of the home of William Eyre on Dominic Street Upper. The animal was foaming at the mouth and evidently either rabid or suffering from delirium tremens at the hands of the lapped-up whiskey. The paper goes on. The dog dashed madly about the house, knocking over furniture and attacking the homeowner. When Mr. Eyre fended the dog off using an iron bar, the animal ran upstairs, jumped from the top floor window and, quote, terminated its existence in the road below. (laughs) 
I wasn't sure whether or not to include that. <laughs> and how do you feel about that decision now? Justified. Yeah. Does anyone get the feeling that uh, Mr. Air has thrown a dog out a window? <laughs> I, uh, I tried. I jumped. don't know. It jumped. It I don't jumped. Know. It was crazy. I tried oh. to save it with an iron bar, and <laughs> even that wasn't enough. <laughs> That's fucked. Amongst all the chaos, many of the, uh, those collecting the alcohol were drinking it there and then. <laughs> Why? It's New like when you get flaming shots. Yeah. Remember to blow them yeah, out. Yeah, you got to blow them out. Newspaper reports at the time spoke of two porters named Healy and McNulty being found, quote, lying insensible <laughs> in a lane off Cork Street with their boots laying beside them. Evidently, they had used their footwear as receptacles. <laughs> Shoeys. Dave, show, show him the shoey. Do a shoey, Australian tradition. I am not doing a shoey. Do you even call yourself Australian? No. These are, these are the finest pleather money can buy. <laughs> That's right, you will regret that. <laughs> He went real sheepish there, it was the best. <laughs> I bit in my mum face. <laughs> is that right? Oh, is that right? Yeah, you want to have a thing about what you just oh, said? Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, is that a good idea, was it? Mm. <laughs> I'm God, a bit disappointed. I just my mum. A bit disappointed, actually. Go to your room. <laughs> the Dublin Fire Brigade was led by Captain James Robert Ingram. He was experienced and had previously... I can't believe he didn't get a round of applause. He's a bloody goddamn Dublin hero. <laughs> He was experienced and had previously worked for the New York Fire Department. He was a Dublin, Dublin man, but he went over and worked uh, in New York and then came back to head up the Dublin Fire Department. Ingram was known for his unconventional strategies. <laughs> Apparently, when a ship was on fire in Dublin Harbour, he put out the fire by having the ship sunk. <laughs> <laughs> Literally surrounded by water. It makes sense. Problem solved. <laughs> Next. I like this. Yeah, I like it too. I like his thinking. Wonder if that. Yeah, he probably couldn't have dealt with many fires that way. Yeah. They're like, and the boat's like it's a kitchen fire. Do you mean, did you have to sink the whole thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I, oh, work well. in, I work in mysterious <laughs> ways. Um, in this scenario, Ingram, uh, with the whiskey fire, Ingram knew that he couldn't simply put the fire out with water. Um, downtown Dublin was too big to drop in the ocean. So... <laughs> he tried. By God, he yeah. tried. But also he knew that if he hosed the fire, the water would just sink below the flaming yeah. whiskey and all of a sudden the wi fire whiskey would be floating faster through the streets. Yeah, right. So he was... Luckily, he was smart enough to know that because other people in the town were trying to put it out with water and it was just making the fire spread quicker. Uh, instead, he used things like gravel, sand and even horse manure. Uh, he ordered that all the horse manure in the city be brought to the Liberties <laughs> where it was used to create dams and it successfully started soaking up the burning river of whiskey. So now it smells like burning shit. <laughs> burning whiskey shit. Oh, we've all had one of those. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> flashing forward from, to my morning tomorrow. 
on the way here, our cab driver was complaining about when he went on a Scandinavian cruise that when the lady found out that he was Irish, she said, oh, you'll be wanting to upgrade the drinks package then. He's like, we're not all drunks. I'm starting to think that he was lying. He also, he also, he also called, uh, and he taught us this word, he, he called oh, that woman... Don't, you better say it properly. A gobshite. <laughs> And it's, honestly, that's in my top five words now. <laughs> Just after glockenspiel for me. <laughs> he, was, he was telling us about an American lady who had done an impression of an Irish person. And he said, oh, you're, you're sounding like a, a gobshite. And she said, what's that? And he said, well, you're being one now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same car I was talking about earlier that had a thing in the back saying how to ride in a limousine. Yeah, we travel in style. Yeah. It took it took hundreds of members of the police force, army, and fire brigade to get the fire under control. Are they just shitting in the street now? Yeah, Yeah, the police horses have been called in. (laughs) The fire horses, the army horses, and yep, that's all of them. (laughs) Just the horses, horses, race horses. um, My Little Pony Club. You know, all all of them were in there, shitting everywhere, and it was. It's beautiful. Brought a tear to your Irish eye. But um, though, uh, those groups were later com- commended for their bravery. <laughs> the damage done was extensive, though, with buildings on Mill Street, Artie Street, Chamber Street and Cork Street all destroyed, as well as many nearby businesses. On top of this, of the 5,000 barrels of liquor, only 61 were recovered. Most of them going in the fire, but some disappearing under suspicious circumstances. <laughs> uh, with the Irish Times saying at the time, three casks were rolled into the coom, and the result was that six men were arrested in a beastly state of intoxication. Oh. Which I'm... Bordering <laughs> uh, on, yeah. Yeah. Several more being conveyed to hospital. So they were dropping. Uh, 13 people died during the fire. How many dogs? <laughs> Countless dogs. <laughs> At the time, Lord Mayor Peter Paul McSwiney told an assess... <laughs> which I, sh- I assume was a pig. <laughs> Peter Paul McSwiney told an assembled meeting it was amazing the death toll wasn't higher. Of the deaths, none resulted from the flames or even smoke inhalation. Instead, as the Irish Times reported... Each succumbed to alcohol poisoning. (laughs) From drinking, quote, freely of the derelict whiskey. Mayor McSweeney McSweeney said the alcohol-related deaths would have likely happened in, quote, any city where the... (laughs) Uh, It would have happened anywhere, all right? He's drunk right now. <laughs> Any city where there was a tendency to indulge immoderately in drink. I reckon Melbourne would be in trouble. Um, in the present case, the unfortunate... This is still him uh, quoting him. In the present case, the unfortunate victims apparently could not restrain themselves, as I understand, from the burning fluid. And that is the end of my report.
Anyone got a lot? <laughs> That's the best. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit. Hit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Um, okay, I'm going to bring it home now. And um, I never write a question and I didn't this time either. Um, but this topic has been suggested by someone who I'm pretty sure is here. Um, Derek Hurrigan. Derek? Oh, okay. Oh, my friend. All right. It was the chatty Cathy over there. <laughs> fucking, fucking Derek. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. It's not too late to change your topic. Yeah, I think I'll just riff it. Um, No, no, you're great, Derek. No, but um, uh, when he suggested it, Derek wrote, specifically for the Irish live show, uh, a lot of people aren't aware of the story behind our most famous export, and then in brackets he wrote, that isn't Bono. (laughs) Well, you're going to hate this because I'm doing Bono. (laughs) Strap in, cunts! I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. I can't wait to hear about The Edge. Let's hear about... (laughs) Or one of the other two. The Edge is English. Fuck off. (laughs) Do you know that? I didn't, and I wrote this report. But it's not about The Edge, to be fair. He's so on the edge of Ireland, he's English. We should do more shows very late at night. <laughs> is it, what time is it? It's like 10. <laughs> You're now Thank cheering you. for the concept of time. <laughs> this is insane and no, I love I'm it. I'm pretty sure they were cheering me getting naked. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> That's my hip. I'm going to go quickly through this uh, because we are over time and also they hate Bono. <laughs> Is that true? Do you really dislike Bono? Yeah! I mean... <laughs> are, you, are you talking to me? Or answering the question? Like you brought up Bono! Guys, I mean, you, you sounded pretty upset with Bono, but what do you got to remember? He moves in mysterious ways. <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna just breeze through it. Um, oh man, I'm excited. So yeah, all right. Uh, his name's Paul. <laughs> Paul David Hewson. Are you booing Paul now? Anyone who's Paul? Boo Ernst. He was born here in Dublin in 1960 and his uh, mother, Iris, was a member of the Church of Ireland and his father, Brendan, was Roman Catholic and they agreed that their first child would be raised Anglican and the second Catholic, the logistics of which baffle me. (laughs) What the fuck does their Sunday look like? So his his mother was... (laughs) I didn't hear that, but they didn't like it. His mother was an Irish woman named Iris from the Church of Ireland. Yes. That's pretty fucking Irish. <laughs> Iris from Irish. Ireland. Don't do the accent. I wasn't doing the accent. It doesn't end well when you do that. Um, my mum was actually an O'Connor, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, mate. Thought you were one-eighth Swiss Italian. No, it's one-sixteenth, I believe. You really pick and choose. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm many sixteenths Italian. <laughs> I, I once, the first time I travelled, I was backpacking and I, I was in Prague and I was in a dorm with an Irish person. I said, oh, most of my heritage is from Ireland. And she said, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's a very good point. It's a very she good was, point. Apparently Irish people get that all the time. So much, too much. But have we mentioned that we both have Irish heritage? So I don't. We know, German. (laughs) Did you know that growing up, Bono and his friends were part of a surrealist street gang? (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I'm starting to hate him as well. (laughs) What the fuck is a surrealist street gang? Do you know what that is? Nah. Just sounded dumb. Like a lot of teenagers, they love to give each other nicknames. Um, And, uh, Matt, do you want to have a go at this one? Oh. (laughs) This is Bono's first nickname. Stein... Heg Van Heisenol Bang Bang Bang. <laughs> That's catchy. Yeah, it is, but it didn't, ca- it didn't stick for some reason. Um, then it got followed by Houseman, Bon Murray, bon <laughs> Bono Vox of O'Connell Street, and finally just Bono. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a long night if we... Bono just let me Vox. get through and we can all get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bono Vox means something like boy vocals or something, right? Um, sw- good, voice. good voice. Good voice. And right. it, uh, it was actually. Well, I, when I say boy, same as good. <laughs> Women bad. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, as a feminist, I'm allowed to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the best feminist in the room, to be honest. So, lean in, ladies. Let's hear what I've got to say. There's a little bit of a regret face. Just for you. Um, All right, so in the mid-70s, he and his friends, David Evans, The Edge, um, his brother, Dick, (laughs) and Adam Clayton. (laughs) Are you cheering, Dick? I don't get this place. I love it so much. (laughs) Um, They saw an ad on a bulletin board posted by a guy called Larry Mullen Jr. looking for people to form a rock band and the group got together for occasional jam sessions but they weren't very good at covering other bands so they decided to write their own songs. (laughs) They're not good (laughs) 
at playing already written songs, so they thought, we'll just write our own then. That is classic Larry Mullins Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Um, Their band, they named their band Feedback, um, but they changed it after a few months due to some negative criticism. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be honest, when I wrote that, um, I was alone in my house and I typed it and I went, (laughs) 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 worth it. No one was around. I was like, eh, there's no one to check with. Um, It'd be so weird they... if you turned around and there was someone there. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, they t- before you kill me, hear this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this joke? It may be my legacy. <laughs> so they changed their name to The Hype until Dick Evans left the band to form another band, Virgin Prunes. <laughs> Wow, these are all awful. Yep. The hype is actually worse than Virgin Prunes, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when Dick left the band, they changed their name to U2. Yeah. We've got some fans of the hype here. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I've got a beautiful quote here as well, because Bono took to, uh, to writing the songs and he was playing the guitar. And in an interview in 1982, he, s- he said... When we started out, I was, the, I was the guitar player, along with The Edge, except I couldn't play guitar. <laughs> I still can't. I was such a lousy guitar player that one day they broke it to me that maybe I should sing instead. I had tried before, but I had no voice at all. I remember the day I found I could sing. I said, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a billionaire. <laughs> can't string together a sentence. That's why you hate him. It's tall poppy syndrome. I get it. He'll still occasionally play rhythm guitar or harmonica. Oh, who cares? Okay. Um, so anyway, back to 1978. U2 won a talent contest in Limerick. Yeah. I Stop can't. City. <laughs> just <laughs> meh. Oh, I've just made the screen go weird. It's the Bono there curse. We go. <laughs> <laughs> They won a, uh, a talent contest, and the prize consisted of... Oh, I don't want to say the currency. Um, oh, no. Not dong. <laughs> not dong. Not mousy dong. <laughs> Which I believe... What, 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 what country uses mousy dong as currency? Vietnamese dong. Oh, dong. That's hot. I love that. You love dong? I love dong. All right. They won... Hang on a sec. <laughs> They, they won 500 pounds. And studio time. How many dollars do? That's probably so, uh, 40 grand. I don't know. <laughs> God, we suck. Um, and they, they also won some studio time so they could go um, record a demo. Um, and so they went, they went to record their demo tape at Keystone Studios in Dublin of, in April of 1978. And it was no good. <laughs> Their demo was very bad. <laughs> Still are. <laughs> and they were, because they were young and they were really nervous, so they didn't do, um, they didn't do a great job. But luckily, they were introduced to Paul McGuinness, who agreed to be their manager the following year, and they continued to build their fan base with performances across Ireland. Um, but I'm not just talking about you two today, I'm talking about Bono. <laughs> Whom we love. <laughs> Isn't we? They're so patriotic about everything Irish. (laughs) Everything. Euros. (laughs) 
The most... It's so confusing. Name an or- another Irish person. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. Enya. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, she's great. I should have done Enya. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> A certain... Actually, only 14, 16, yeah. so... <laughs> What about um, uh, Harry Keane or something? Socket. Larry Keane. Robbie Keane. Keane. Yeah. Yep. Big fan of his. Big fan of Robbie Keane. The way of the things he could do with the ball. <laughs> Go the uh, St. Patrick's Saints. All right. Oh, which are a local team in one of the sporting competitions. This is something that you'll enjoy. Okay, please um, go on. There was a, a bit of a shift in U2's sound and focus oh, um, yeah. with their 1991 album. Do you happen to remember what album? Aktung, <laughs> baby! <laughs> <laughs> as a guess, as a guess, that's what I just it would wanted be. you to say, Aktung, baby. Why do I keep fucking up Which my is screen? actually a very German phrase, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. That means, get out of here, baby! <laughs> something like that, Some, I think. Something to that effect. I can confirm that, because uh, I am definitely German. <laughs> loosely translated. Um, when they were on tour um, for, with this album, uh, Bono appeared on stage in character as a few of his stage personas. Oh, Let me tell one. you about them now. One of them's called, like, Mayor McFeast. <laughs> Mayor McCheese? There's one where he wears devil's horns and he's... Uh, like How about I just tell you about it? How about that? Birdie. No. All no, right. it's the Riddler. <laughs> the Hamburglar. <laughs> Fun Buns McGee. <laughs> Am I getting close? I don't know. How about I tell you about them okay. and then you tell me which one of those you were thinking of? It's something like Mayor McNasty or something. No. Like that. I hope he plays The Edge's dad. <laughs> Just starts telling off the edge. Go to bed, Edge. Go to bed. <laughs> Just plays one note for f- solid four minutes. Is that that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, basically. No, so his character, well, one of them was the fly, a leather-clad egomaniac. It was a character. It was a character. Yeah, it was a parody. It was a parody. He was parodying rock stardom. He often stayed in character away from the tour. <laughs> He's a method <laughs> For dickhead. several years at a time. Um, including for public uh, appearances and when staying in hotels. <laughs> he said, uh, that rather cracked character could say things that I couldn't. Well, you did, though, didn't you? You did, <laughs> you did say them. Um, but then the next character was Mirrorball Man. <laughs> You're kidding. Good names, too. Mirrorball Man. He wore a shining silver suit with matching shoes and a cowboy hat. And he was a parody of greedy American televangelists, showmen, and car salesmen, all in one. That's efficient. He's taken, a, he's taken them all. And he said that that character represented the kind of showman America. <laughs> he had the confidence and charm to pick up a mirror and look at himself and give the glass a big kiss. I think he's lost it. <laughs> and this is in 1991. Yeah. And, it, yeah, but then... It, Oh, okay, maybe this is what you were thinking of. Mirrorball Man was replaced by McFeisto. Yeah, that's him. Man McFeisto. Parody of the devil. Yes, that's him. <laughs> okay. Have you, if you see video of it, it's hard to watch. 
Yeah, it sounds like it was. He wore a gold suit with gold platform shoes, pale makeup, lipstick, and devil horns. And he spoke with an exaggerated upper class English accent. <laughs> <laughs> character he would sing the closing song uh, Can't Help Falling in Love with an oddly childlike manner that many reviewers found one of the most poignant moments of the show I don't know if that's they true at all they were on top of the world at this point they were they could do no wrong yeah. all of this stuff it's like yeah when you're you're on fire um, <laughs> literally and people will not piss on you this is like it's much like that but he, he just people wouldn't tell him no I reckon yeah, so he's no ideas were bad ideas then this is a man Even who, though all of them sound like they were. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad ideas, but this is a man who has won 22 Grammys. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, <laughs> Three more or two less. Is that, am you. I doing it right? Yeah, you get it. Yeah, fuck, I didn't even realise that. If you hadn't brought that up, I could have just gone on with my day. 22, it's oh, a nice number. And also, in 2008, Rolling Stone ranked Bono the 32nd greatest singer of all time. 32. Yeah. 32 laps. Yeah, th- <laughs> Top 32. Yeah. Top 32 is pretty good. 47 at a push. <laughs> 47 at a push. <laughs> oh, we're going to start a riot. Um, <laughs> just breezing through. Um, did you know Bono and the Edge also wrote the music and lyrics for the Broadway musical Spider Man Turn Off the Dark? <laughs> yeah, it, I hear it went really well. <laughs> Why? They also, do you know they wrote the Golden Eye theme song? Dun 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 dun. Thank you. And then oh, it's got this horrible fake horn sound that sounds like this. Oh, terrible. That sounded great. Thank, oh, thank you. You got a beautiful voice. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm actually the 33rd best singer. <laughs> On this podcast, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true, yeah. It's true. Um, uh, okay, this is my maybe my favourite thing I've ever read. Um, in 2016, Glamour Magazine's annual Woman of the Year accolade was a little different, with them also awarding Bono the title of Man of the Year. <laughs> no, 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 let's hear them out. Let's hear no. what Glamour had to say about <laughs> are you, this. Are you sure he wasn't Mirrorball Man of the Year? Mirrorball Man of the Year. This is what Glamour said. They said, for the first time, the awards also honour a man. (laughs) Yeah, about time. (laughs) For years, our Woman of the Year advisory board has put the kibosh on naming a man of the year on the grounds that men aren't exactly hurting for awards in the world, but that here at Glamour, the tribe we're into celebrating is female. But these days... (laughs) Most women want men, no, need men, in our tribe. (laughs) When the president declared himself a feminist, when super cool actors line up to endorse the United Nations hashtag he for she campaign, and when a major male rock star who could do anything at all with his life decides to focus on the rights of women and girls worldwide, well, (laughs) all that's worth celebrating. (laughs) We're proud to name that rock star Bono is our first man of the year. (laughs) Why? That is... That is should have been Milan. <laughs> it was guy. a good year for him, 2016, I think. 
That is outrageous. Isn't that just so weird that they justify it like that? It's just like, we just need men. We need men. And we need Bono. <laughs> Specifically. That's so weird. But anyway. I, I have no problem with any of that. <laughs> As a feminist here, you get it. Um, but finally, just to wrap it up, I skipped a big chunk there because I felt your distaste. I read it. And I went, well, I've got to speak for a bit anyway, so I'm going to. But um, <laughs> to bring it all together, in an interview earlier this year, when asked about his achievements, Bono said that even after decades of performing to huge crowds all around the world, fighting injustice, raising a family, being Bono, Avoiding he's still taxes. Avoiding taxes. <laughs> yep. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. Was it good? <laughs> it might have fucked my punchline, to be honest. Um, hey, guys, it would really help me out if you make it look like I didn't fuck the punchline. <laughs> I'm going to get my ass kicked later. That's true. Um, so even after yeah, all these decades of achievements and everything that he's done, um, he said that he still hasn't found what he's looking for. <laughs> Dave, I've got to tell you, what you just did was not the sweetest thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a beautiful line. Fuck you, Dave. That was a beautiful line. <laughs> That's it. That's my report on uh, Can we please have a round of applause? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and can we just say you were technically cheering Bono in that moment? <laughs> It's a Dublin guy. Mm. That's amazing. He's a prick, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, but he's, he's a Dublin's pr prick. <laughs> <laughs> Does he fuck? I d is, he, is, he fuck? is he fuck? Good question. Good question. <laughs> is that one, mean, of his, one of his characters? <laughs> fuck. What does that mean? Well, no, I don't know. Is he fuck? Is he fuck? What does that mean? I don't know. That's not grammatically correct. <laughs> makes no sense. Is he fuck? Uh, I'll tell what you is what, that? Jess, you asking that question makes you sound like a real gobshite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that does just about bring us to the end of the show. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming out. <laughs> Hanging out. Pardon? Oh, thank you. I thought you were telling. I really appreciate that. Thank you. I thought. I thought you were giving me notes on how to thank you. You should say thank you for coming. Which I, which we agree. Thank you so much for coming out to the Sugar Club. What a great venue, by the way. Oh, this is very cool. Um, yeah, seriously appreciate you being here. First ever time for us uh, doing a show in Ireland and you came out and packed it out. We do appreciate that so much. It's crazy to us that we get to come here and do this show for you. So thank you so, so much for coming out. Give yourselves another round of applause. Thank you. And that does bring us to the end of the show. So for another week, thank you so much. And until next time, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye. Bye.
Wow, what an episode. That was so good. Oh, man. Wild with a capital Wild. It was nice that we sat here as well and re-listened to it in full together. Wow. Holding hands. I only laughed at my own jokes. None of yours. No, I know. I noticed that and it hurt twice. Yeah, twice is nice. Yeah. I like it when Dave hurts. Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's be genuine for one moment. We no. are recording this mm. yeah. in Leeds, our three shows of the Krishmish tour under our belt and yeah. we've met a lot of people already and we just want to say thank you to everyone that's come out to the oh shows. man it's been so lovely meeting everyone and god you do know how to line up in the uk you know they know how to queue they know yeah. how to queue great queuers they great form queuers. an orderly line and uh they chat to us and they're absolutely lovely so big big thank you to everybody who's um who's come out and supported the show makes sense the queue is from here so ah okay it all adds up is that a pun? <laughs> We're still not sure. Uh, probably. Still not sure. No Someone idea. explained it to me tonight and I've already kind of forgotten. He made it sound both simple and complex. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, the English. Um, but yeah, no, it's been really, really nice. So we appreciate it very much. And yeah. that Dublin crowd was one of the rowdiest crowds. Well, probably the rowdiest crowd we've ever performed to. And that was fun. That was so fun. The, walking out to that wall of sound hitting you of them just screaming it's a shame that we didn't really capture it very well on the recording because actually a couple people died and i don't think you could hear that in recording but it was that loud that two or more people died their eardrums burst and then after that their heart exploded yeah and i i exploded and i got reformed by their love it was amazing it was amazing if you weren't there to see it honestly honestly i'm now reformed so, and honestly, he's a lot nicer. Yeah. Actually, it was a whole you, new thing for are me. Are you born again? I'm a born again... Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt's gym. You too can be a born again Matt at mattstuartcomedy.com. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do there? The weirdest plug I've ever yeah, had so, and I appreciate it. Sign up some beautiful uh, audio books you've been selling. You preaching the good preach. Well, you should do an audio book. I would love to do an audio book. I should write a book... Hey, and then I'll turn it into an audio In a way, isn't podcasting an audio book? <gasps> Unscripted audio books. Oh, my God. This is an improvised audio book. It's an improvised audio book. I'm doing it. It's happening. Oh, my God. It's is so this ni- it? Am I in the middle so of an nice audio It's so nice to watch you live your dream. Oh, my God. It feels so good to be in my dream. <laughs> Chapter 214. <laughs> so many chapters. Three different local breweries gave me beers tonight. Yeah. I had to take a few of them back with me, and they are delicious. Is there a time where you pinched yourself and thought have i died and gone to heaven <laughs> i couldn't believe it they leeds is like some beer lovers heaven leeds is love like it's so nice it's such a cool t- city mm. city yeah yeah it's, it's quite a big place mm. it's a beautiful town beautiful um, can't wait that, to explore it when that kid or woman or person in the crowd said leeds 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 <laughs> that was real fun that was great that was culture Mm. I was thinking that I was referencing something from the show they just heard, but that was something from the show we just did. We just did. And you may hear that in the coming weeks. Yes, there's a little bit of sizzle for you. Unless the tape is lost. Oh. Did something go wrong or? Could have. Oh. You've been aloof. Well. Is everything all right? For a cost, I could maybe find that tape again. (laughs) You want me to pay you? Are you trying to blackmail us? I mean, it would be terrible if... If that tape were to catch it, fire, it wouldn't it? It would be a real, oh, be a real shame. A real shame. It's sort of caught a mischief. <laughs> caught a mischief. Okay, Matt. Yeah, I'll give you some money. Um, Unrelated, can I please borrow your wallet for a moment? Yeah. 
Wonderful. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun. So what we normally do at the end of the episodes is talk about some of our favourite people in the world. Favourite people in the world, yes. And world, yeah. Also our favourite people in the words. <laughs> and our feelings. I stand by that. I never misspeak. I just accidentally say what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> what you meant? Yep. Wow. <laughs> uh, what we normally do when we're thanking some of our favourite people uh, who support us at patreon.com slash to go on pod. Yes. The first group of people we like to thank is in our favourite section of the show. It's called the do go on the do go on. It's called the do go on fact quote or question section, and it's and it got goes a, theme. a little something like this: fact quote or question. Ding. Coming too early with the ding there, Dave. You've been doing that lately, and um, I, I'm sorry to bring it up now. So I have perfect rhythm. I don't think you do because I'm like I say like question. They always forget the ding. A little uh, <laughs> Super Nintendo Charmers quote there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, as long as we're having fun. And uh, this week in the Fat Quota Question segment, like every week, uh, we like to shout out a couple of patrons who are on the Sydney Scheinberg Deluxe Level rest Patreon Rest in Peace section of our Patreon. And they get to give us a fact, a quote, or a question. Also get to give us a title. And this week, I'd love to thank Katarina Gutare. Gutierrez. Gutare. Dave? Where are we looking? Katarina Gutierrez. Gutierrez? Gutierrez. Okay, that's way different <laughs> to what I said. Thank you so much, Katarina, who has called herself the CEO of Jess Perkins Industries. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Oh, you were bought out early. Yeah, thank you for assuming I was bought out. <laughs> well, I, I would mean, agree. Oh, no, I having sold. a CEO doesn't mean you've sold out. You've just got someone who's running... The corporate oh, I love that because you know I do I like admin, but only to a certain degree. I reckon you were bought out for a lot, though. Yeah, heaps. Like in the uh, dot com bubble. So am I like very wealthy now? Extremely. Oh, oh that's all right then. Yeah, go well for done. it. Yeah, good luck running Jess Perkins Industries without me. <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> Jess Perkins's. Uh, there's only one. <laughs> and she just sold. <laughs> yeah. And Katarina has chosen a question, which is one of the options in the fat quote or question section. And her Ding. question is... Oh, sorry, is that, a little, is that off time? <laughs> That's off time. And like uh, always, I haven't read these ahead of time, so it's fun for all of us. And Katarina writes, I have a question for each of you. Rule. Bop. Yes. This one goes to you. Thank are these, you. Are these quick fire, do you think? Hands on buzzers. Okay. Okay, great. Bop. Yes. Eh. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Your names are your buzzers. Okay. First to buzz in. Is my buzzer bop, though? Yeah. And okay. this one is a question to you. Great. So? Yes. Buzz in. Bop. Okay, this question for you, Bop. Bop. Would you rather have all numbers in your life end in odds, i.e. 53 instead oh. of 55 or 50, or I mean, every time you... Oh, this is a, 55 a would you is rather, still an odd. by the way. I don't know if they're all going to be would you rather's, but this one is. Would you rather all the numbers in your life end in odds, mm-hmm. i.e. 53 instead of 55 or 50, or I mean, like, every time you get <laughs> sick, your sneezes sound like a duck quacking? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, sneezes 100%. That sounds adorable. Yeah. Which is your brand. Exactly. Quack. Quack, quack. <laughs> what, somebody step on a duck? <laughs> It'll just be me. It's one of my I don't favorite. get I don't right. I mean I get sick a bit. Yeah. But not uh sneeze sneeze. Oh. <laughs> it's not sneeze sneeze. I get like throat infections or, you know, 
Meningococcal. <laughs> Every time you swallow, it sounds like a duck. You've oh, got gout. So that was easy for you. Yeah, big time. And we have to go, bless you. Yeah, you do. And nobody's allowed to tease me for it. No, it'd be cute. A little duck. That's so cute. Oh, that's good. I wish it was Ooh. like that. I'm going to try doing that now. Quack. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. After playing Untitled Goose Game, uh, now around my house, I just honk sometimes. It's fun. Honk. Honk. Katarina asks me. You got to buzz in. Matt. <laughs> oh, I'll fill this one. <laughs> Would you rather never be able to watch a Saints game again or Oof. have Gary Indiana ban you from visiting for life? Ooh. Oh, that's a harder one. Bops was easier. Never be able to watch. So it's you not can't even, even attend, watch. Can't even watch it on the you can't telly. Can't watch it in telly. I feel like that's going to happen to you more. Yeah, you yeah. watch that weekly. Because I mean, I've lived my life to this point without having visited Gary, Indiana. Yeah. I don't like this world you've created, Katarina. No, but I think there's an obvious solution. <sighs> so Gary, Indiana. So I could be. I could stand outside of Gary, Indiana. You could, get I could a photo still watch Gary, Indiana on TV. Yeah. Exactly. You could, you could watch the Railcats on TV. Yeah, so I could get a friend to go in there with some sort of a 3D camera, mm-hmm. put on a on a VR headset, yes, and live virtually in Gary. Yes, I but will I do would that never be able to do that for a Saints game. Exactly. So I think I'd have to say, and it breaks my heart too, sad, but I'd have to take the banning from Gary, Indiana. Yep. But I wouldn't. I mean, honestly, it's a tough choice. Tough of choice, of course. And I would not choose to live in that world. No. And finally, Dave. All right, hand on buzzer. Buzz in. Would you rather lose the Dave. ability to read? <laughs> yes. I'm just buzzing in. Yeah, well, you've buzzed in. You don't get to hear the end of the question now. <laughs> so answer the question. Answer the question. A or B? Uh, B. Let, now let's hear the options. Okay. <laughs> a. Would you rather lose the ability to read? But you've chosen B. Gain a lisp too difficult to understand on podcast. Please give us an example of what this sounds like. Death. No, too difficult. We can I understand, understand you. Death. No. Okay, so. it's just going to be this then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the option you've chosen? You want to sound like that. That's the end of our podcast. Yeah, but then he can read. But if I can't read, we can't do... I, c- I just can't report anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. But you can't. You also can't contribute jokes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you, can, you can contribute well-timed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, he ends up absolutely killing. <laughs> like, he's so much funnier than us. Really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's and another tough one, but I reckon... And the beauty is it means that he still gets to write reports. Yes, he can write them and we'll read we'll them. We'll just read them. That's... The, that, <laughs> That is a great scenario. Yeah, it's so good. All right, I picked that option. Thanks so much, Katarina. How do we cut his tongue out? For supporting us here on the Patreon. Yeah, my tongue. And <laughs> secondly, I'd love to thank Travis Alexander, who has given himself the title of the only Travis in the world. Oh, I reckon. I don't know if that's true. No, I reckon. I what reckon about it is. I don't Travis know any the band who sang about um, what does it always rain on him? And also flowers in the window. And also, what about Travis Barker from Blink-182? And what about Travis from uh, my work? Yeah, and what about... (laughs) He's nice. Travis Alexander. Oh, no, that's him. That's the only Travis. That's the only Travis. I think all those Travises are the same Travis. Yeah, same guy. Ah, there you go. Travis Alexander, now all of a sudden, you've done all the things that Travises have done Mm. are under your umbrella. 
Congrats. Um, it's also a lot of responsibility. I hope no Travis is doing anything bad. You know? hope we don't have like a Travis-like Hitler man. Oh, fuck. That's so good. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Yes, that's so good. We've been in England for too long. We love puns what, now. Da- we're half a day. <laughs> <laughs> half a day and we're... We're already punning mad. <laughs> uh, and Travis has given us a fact. I love a fact. We love facts I'll here. decide if it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he has written, I've shared this on the Patreon Facebook page before. Ah, so I've probably already seen it. So it's probably not that interesting then, is it? Well, let's find out <laughs> together. It's worth sharing twice. It might be. Yeah. Uh, he writes, I discovered not long after the episode came out that I have a somewhat interesting tie to the Axeman of New Orleans. My, I was going to say ancestor. My ancestor, <laughs> uh, bracket first cousin, comma, four times removed according to Ancestry.com. Oh, no, he's given his DNA to Ancestry.com. That means you should never serial kill. Yeah, they'll find, they will you. find you. They'll find you easy. There's other reasons why you shouldn't serial kill. That's the main one, though. But that is the main, new main one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, This ancestor was the head surgeon who treated a few of the Axeman's victims. His name was Dr. Jerome E. Landry. Uh, and he seemed to be very well known and liked by everyone. Oh, Ancestry.com tells you whether people are liked or not. <laughs> they like, your your great-great-uncle was a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> it gives him a rating out of a bunch of things. I'm imagining that he found out this guy's name and he's researched him further and he's no. found his Facebook profile. Ancestry.com's really up their game. Wow. I can't get comfortable where we are. I'm just <laughs> moving around a lot. In fairness, you are on the floor and we are both on a couch. Yeah, it's true. But that was my decision. Travis, that is a fun fact. That is interesting. That is That's fact. so interesting. How cool. What a good tie how, to... And how annoying to find out a serial killer fact and now not be able to serial kill because... Yes. Ah, uh, the grandest irony. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dearie me, Travis. Uh, the cruel, cruel uh, irony. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, for Democracy the people still manifest. listening, we are... I think we mentioned on a recent episode this video that is has long been viral, at least in Australia, about a man who was only trying to eat a succulent <laughs> Chinese meal. Meal! <laughs> and we just, we've been saying it over and over to each other. <laughs> ah, yes. I see you know your judo well. And you know what? When you're, um, when you're traveling with people, let alone working and doing shows together, there's a lot of communicating, you know, uh, can you please make sure you have the tech bag or oh, don't worry, I've got this thing that we need for our show. There's a lot of instances where you can say yes to things, <laughs> and but we don't do that anymore. We say, ah, uh, uh, yes. And uh, also whenever someone says, you're under arrest, we say, I'm under what? <laughs> I'm under what? <laughs> <laughs> Are you try to receive my limp penis. <laughs> Every meal has become succulent. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, oh. as the food, everything has become succulent. so succulent. Succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> <laughs> I see you know your judo well. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we're losing it. We're as so as food is delivered to the table. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Democracy <laughs> manifest. <laughs> Watch the video. Stop this right now. It's 
Way better than anything have, I'll ever you say. You only have to Google succulent Chinese meal. Yeah, it, yeah, it will come up. It for comes you. up. Yep. An Australian hero. <laughs> Without knowing enough about his life. Yeah. Hopefully he didn't do anything too far. Well, I think the backstory is he's being arrested there because he was trying to, what some people call, dine and dash, where you <laughs> skip the restaurant before no one f- calls it that. <laughs> you were surprised when I called it that earlier. Exactly, dash. was surprised. That's such an affluent East way of saying it. Dash. Where uh, I came from, it was called doing, doing a runner. runner. <laughs> My dad still jokes about that. I dine and dash. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> My dad will still do that if you have dinner with the family. Like he'll look at everyone's shoes and be like, "Oh, yep, all right, we got running shoes on." Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's a good bit. John Perkins, you old dog. Salty old dog. Salty dog. Anyway, let's um, let's thank some people. Let's thank what do you a reckon? few patrons. We have a little game. Some something Irish. So we had Bono. Right. We had the thief, the painting thief. Mm. And we Lane. had the river of whiskey fire. Mm. Anything there? Mm. Getting you excited? What about um? You know how Bono had different U two characters. Oh yeah, great. Oh, right. We oh, give perfect. them a ball man. <laughs> We give them a Bono persona. Yeah, great. Uh, L McFeast. What else are there? It wasn't L McFeast. No. Uh, there was the McFeast? L McFeast was, a, was it just a, McF- an actual McFeisto comedy character. McFeisto. It's kind of a mirable man. I know. It's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Okay, yeah, we'll give him character. McFeisto. So bad. We'll give him character. That's a great idea. Him having to tell the edge. Oh, no. Tonight I'll be mirable man. <laughs> And the Edge being like, whatever, Paul. Uh, and he's like, oh, <laughs> my nickname Paul. is The Edge. And that's and I, even I know that's fucking dumb. Yeah. Mine's The Edge. What a... Sh- anyway. There's something real great about the name The Edge, though. What do you think Bono calls The Edge? Does he say Edge? Yeah, he calls. He says Edge. Edge is here. Yeah. Hey, Edge. Edge is running five minutes late. Yeah, putting the in front of a nickname is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, how many edges do you know? Oh, fuck. Good point. He's the edge. I'd love to think if I could kick things off from Harris, Harrisonburg in VA, which I'd like to think of as Virginia. Yeah, Har- Harrisonburg, Virginia. Amazing. And I would love to thank from that particular burg, Zachary J. Dobrin. Oh, Zach Dobrin. Zach Dobrin. Fantastic name. And his character... Is Dobby the Elf. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, Bono. Um, <laughs> that's um, that's kind of copyrighted. Bono's that's already like, a thing. He's no, like, no, 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 it's different because what it is is that I'm like a, a it's called a house elf, right? So I'm like a <laughs> servant. Um, but if you give me a sock that releases me. Yes, Bono, this is ripped entirely <laughs> word for word from Harry Potter. Oh, but I'm, I'm not a house elf then. I'm a um, beach house elf. I'm a apartment elf. I've got a surfboard <laughs> under my <laughs> yeah. hand and my, my stepdad is Sandy Cohen. <laughs> Is that different? It's always the OC with you, isn't it? Yes, it is always the OC with me. How dare you? No, I'm saying... I was just checking. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Zachary Dobrin, a.k.a. Dobby, the beach house elf. Perfect. (laughs) And I hope you are using your relationship with Sandy Cohen well, because you know what? If you get yourself in a bind... (laughs) He's going to be there for you. And that doesn't matter what kind of bind it is. If it's legal, yeah. He's done law and he knows what's going on. Maybe he surfs in the morning, but in the afternoon, he's getting boys out of trouble. And boy, if you're in trouble, don't be afraid to knock on Sandy's door. If you're wondering, how do I smear 
cottage cheese on a bagel, yeah, you better believe Sandy Cohen's a man to go to. And there's so many other <laughs> scenarios where he can help, but they're two of the ones that just came top of mind. <laughs> Zachary Dobby Dobrin. I'd also love to thank from Baltimore MD, oh, medical doctor. Oh, wow. What does that mean? Minnesota? Minnesota? No, Ma- Maryland. Yeah. Could it be? Yeah, Maryland. Maryland. I'd love to thank from Baltimore, Maryland, Shabab Hader. Oh, hang on. That's his surname. Shams Shabab Hader. Holy fuck. Is this the new best name of all time? <laughs> his first so name Shams Shabab Hader. <laughs> Holy fuck. His first name is Sham. Shams. Oh, Shams I love that Shabab. so much. Shams Shabab Hader. Shams Shabab Hader. It's like the Prince song, Cream, has a line in it that says, Cream, no, it's quite different actually. Cream Shaboogie Bop <laughs> is pretty different now that I think about it to sh- Sham Shabab Hater. But I reckon if you were creative enough, you could you could fit that in. Well, that if melody. you're creative as Bono, I reckon that his character is Cream. cream. <laughs> Just Cream or Cream Boy. Cream. <laughs> I brought some cream. <laughs> That's the character. He's always it's brought a tea cream. Lady. No it's matter a- what the scenario. <laughs> Want some cream with that? And then he's offended if they say no. It's like, oh, chicken nuggets, I've got cream. <laughs> uh, no thanks, Bono. You don't want cream on your nuggies. <laughs> no, I don't want cream on the nuggies. Oh, cream's not good enough for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry the cream let you down again. I'm so sorry. Why don't I go chuck myself back in the fridge where I live? <laughs> oh, I'm cream. I'm cream boy. <laughs> and Larry Mullins Jr. is just like, oh, for fuck's sake, Bono, just sing, just sing Sunday Bloody Sunday. He Fucking gets, hell. He gets so mad that he lives in a fridge. <laughs> oh. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Did did somebody order a mechanic? Is your car broken down? Because I've got the answer. It's cream! I got cream for all! Honestly, mate, we're we're running really late. We need to get RACV on the line or some other roadside assistance, depending on where I am in MD. It's probably MDCV. CV. What's the C for? Car vehicle? (laughs) <laughs> Royal Auto Car Vehicle, is that what it is? It's <laughs> for Victoria, the state we live in. Royal Auto Car Victoria. <laughs> is that you. it? Yep. Royal Auto Cream Victoria. <laughs> oh, nah. Put this in your gas tank, that will get you going. Shams, Shabab Hater. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard a better name than that. I need to see it written down. Shams, Sham. Shabab Hater. Holy fuck. That is so good. Thank you so much, Shams. Thank you, Shams. AK Cream. <laughs> Dave, would you like to thank some people as well? Please. I don't... I mean, it's a hard act to follow. I know. Oh, great. One of my all-time favourite names coming up right here. Here we go. Keith. Oh, yes. yes. I would love to thank Keith Barnes. Oh, Whoa, Barnes-y. want any relation to Jimmy? Oh, maybe. The screaming cowboy slash working class man well, himself. Recently, we did the report on Jimmy Barnes, and then we posted about it. And there was a comment from someone with the surname Barnes saying, "I hear this guy's got a great name." <laughs> this could have been <laughs> Keith Barnes. A good bit. 
Keith Barnes. Keith is a great name. And Keith is writing in Koof. or supporting us from Sacramento, California. Ah, oh, Sacramento, the Kings. Kings, and also the the capital. Kings Country, yeah, Sacramento, the the capital of California. So we're, oh, I guess I, have I done one of these yet? All right, like <laughs> King something. Okay, yeah, um, I think all right, all right, Bono character. All right, got to think real good and fun and yeah. Okay, definitely um, and also commenting on political situations. Yeah, okay. well, was Mick Feister was sort of trying to make fun of the devil. <laughs> Oh, okay. Mirable man was a. The devil's been ripe for ridicule for so long, and no one's taken. No that. one's done. No one's been brave and enough. And was Mirable man just holding a mirror up to society? Mirable man was <laughs> the one that was about. It was, uh, televangelist oh, preachers, right. car salesmen. Oh yeah, and something else. Bonner's been burnt in the past. <laughs> yeah, big time. When he was trying to buy a Honda. All right, Matt King. Okay, so King, and I'll, all right, who are we going to take down? Someone as big as some sort, you know. Because you think of like the um, the sacred cows of society, you think car salesmen, yep, televangelists, yep, and of course donkey breeders. <laughs> What's his name? King Donkey. King Ass. <laughs> King Ass. <laughs> I think to- I may have read your mind a little bit then, because I was thinking donkey. Really? Yes. We are in sync. We're so in sync. We're more in sync than Justin Timblake and one of the other members. Lance Bass. Oh, Lance nice Bass. one. King? Which is a homonym for bass. Is that right? Or is it homophobe? Or the other one? <laughs> it's not a That's homophobe. homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> what are the other ones? <laughs> this has got more of a loose feel of a Patreon episode than it does. I forget this is going out publicly. Oh, yeah. We should play homonym. It. Homonym. Thank homonym. You. Yes. Hello. Thank you for joining yes, us hello, on our podcast. Sorry. Uh, so King Ass wasn't day. very good. King Ass. <laughs> King Ass. King Ass. Keith oh, Barnes, aka King Ass, holding a mirror up to society. There, <sighs> taking down the people that need to be taken down. Good on uh, you, Keith Barnes. Yes. Well done, Keith. On you, Keith. Let me thank another person now, all the way from Morfitt Vale, South Australia, Benjamin oh. Dragot. Dragovelich. Benjamin Dragovelich. Yes, Dragovelich. 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 So close to having the word dragon in your name. Yeah, oh, dragons okay. in there. Where are you taking dragons that? Dragons in there. Puff? Okay. Oh, the yeah. What about um, Den? They have that dragons show, Dragon Den. But Den is just someone who keeps everything in the den. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what does that Everything's mean? in the den. So everything else, every other room of their house is empty. Empty. Everything's in the den. They're a hoarder, but only in the den. Real niche So hoarder. the rest of the house is quite neat? Yeah, absolutely. Or completely empty? No, completely empty. Okay, but Every, neat. Everything's in the den. <laughs> There's nothing neater than empty. Yeah, and that's that is the ultimate neat. holding a mirror up to society about consumerism. Yes. Oh, that's good. Denny. 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 The character is Denny, but yeah. then the, they hide everything in the den. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Is it? Is it? <laughs> is oh it? no, you've done it again. Is it so good or is it past midnight and we're tired? Yeah, cream and den. They, and they do not see eye to eye. Oh, would you like some cream? Not in the den. Oh. Everything, anything goes in there except cream. But what about this bit of cream? No cream. <laughs> what about Dave this do- bit of cream? <laughs> it's like one spoonful. But this bit of cream? He changes his whole physicality. Yeah, you know? it's amazing That's watching amazing. Who's done drama in high school mm, and university? What? Yeah, it was a waste what? of money. <laughs> what? what? You did drama and what? <laughs> I'm under what? 
Um, uh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Benjamin. All right, I'm going to bring it home Okay, now. Denny. Here we go. Uh, from Preston in Great Britain, Ooh. which we drove through or we- passed today. <laughs> That's crazy. Maybe we even met this person last night because there was two people from Preston. Oh. Alex Dunhill. Oh, Dunny. Okay, Alex Dunhill. Alex Dunhill. Alex Dunhill. That's probably how Alex says it. Alex. Hello, I'm Alex Dunhill. Hello, I'm Alex Dunhill. Oh, I've got an appointment. (laughs) My name's Alex (laughs) Dunhill. Okay, you went late in a Terminator there, but... um, How how so? (laughs) Oh, and the way it sounded. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant the way I was standing. Physicality, (laughs) um... Just thought, yeah, the presence. Alex. Alex, Alex Dunnell, okay. Donnell. Dunnell, Preston. Dunnell, Dunnell. Preston. So okay. sorry, Alex. All right, I reckon he's going to be called... He, or she. He or she is going to be uh, satirising hmm. um, um, modern culture's yes. need to be buff and vain and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, today we saw a... Uh, a sign with a dog on it, and the dog was so ripped. It was ripped. It, it was, was ripped dangerous. Dog. That was a scary-looking dog. So this character, obviously, yep. uh, is called... Here we go. Dumbbell. <laughs> yes. So you wouldn't have got there had I not done the accent. Yeah, I think that was it. And is it spelt dumb hyphen bell? Yeah. Let's try and really hammer it home. Oh, what about idiot bell? <laughs> yes. Idiot dumbbell. Yeah. I think that's, that's great. First name idiot, surname dumbbell. Perfect. And the cat like wears a muscle suit yes. on stage. Yep. <laughs> and and it's like, like, like it's all greased up. Yeah. And always doing um curls. Yes. Always doing curls with the edge. Yeah. <laughs> He's curling the edge. <laughs> so somehow the 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 muscle suit makes him muscly. Yeah, well he's curling the edge his hair, and that's the reason he has to wear that stupid beanie. Oh that's Yes. Because <laughs> he's got curly hair under there. That is good stuff. That's great stuff. You nailed it, Dave. Bono is constantly curling his hair. Oh While he sleeps, he just curls it. So he wakes up, he's like, God damn it, Bono. With each one of these, I think we've we've lost it a little more than the last. Well, let's go again. <laughs> oh, we got one to go. One more. So I would like to thank from home, Melbourne. Oh, don't. You're going to make me cry. I can't. We've been away for a week. <laughs> we've been away. For, have we been? Has it even been a whole week? Uh, tomorrow it'll be a oh week. <laughs> it's been six days. Um, but uh, this person is still back in our home city looking after it for us. Thank you so I would much. like to thank Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell? Tom Mitchell. <laughs> thank you so much, Tom. You goddamn legend. All right, that Tom Mitchell. That is my best friend from high school. What? And still best friend, who is the lead singer of Weed Hornet. Oh. What? I like how you said, and still best friend. Well, you know, it sounded like that we, we had fallen away or something. Yeah. And I, d- I did know Tom's uh, listened to the show. I didn't know he was on, on Patreon. Thank did you, you so know much, he's Tom. been on Patreon for about a year? Thanks, Tom. What a guy. Does Tom have a nickname? Uh, Lankmaster. Oh, that oh. sounds Bono-esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd that come like, from? That, that does feel a little... <laughs> What's Lankmaster? What was he having a go at there? Oh, about society and how gangly and lanky it was when Tom was 14. The gangly arm of economics. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. How society, uh, you know, it's the invisible hand, the gangly invisible hand of economics. 
And that's why we call him, what, Gangmaster? Lankmaster. Lankmaster. His email involved Lankmaster in early high school. It involved Just because it. he was a uh, six foot four and uh, very thin and lanky at the time. Lanky kid, yeah. Wow. Okay. The Lankmaster. <laughs> Bonus character is Lankmaster. What a tribute. Yeah. And he wears like really long arms. <laughs> yeah, they're dragging along the stage. Yeah. Like the, the Monty Python character, the fishy, fishy. Yes. Fish, sort of thing. Or the Auntie Donna character. Yes. Touchy Tim. <laughs> Something yes. like that. Or the Mighty Boosh character with the really long arms. Okay, so it's been said, done. I always get my man. <laughs> it's been done. Oh, I don't know if Bono We don't have any creative necessarily ideas. Necessarily against doing things that have been done. No, but yeah. I am. Okay. And we should have done better there. Not that I think anyone had previously done Mirrorball, man. Yeah, good point. That's original. No one ever has done it since. That's an original idea. What about Cream? Has anyone done Cream? No, they wouldn't dream of it. They wouldn't dream of Cream. Oh, that is very good stuff. Do you think Tom will mind that we've just given him his already existing nickname? I think it's been a while since anyone's probably called him Lake Master. And for Bono to be doing it as a tribute. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What an honour. Uh, congratulations to you, Tom. Um, and thank you so much for being involved. It's, it's wild to me that the singer from Weed Hornets yeah. listens, let alone supports this show. It's a, tr- it's a thrill. And but- if you want to join Tom Mitchell, aka the Lankmaster, on Patreon, supporting us there, you can do it at patreon.com slash pod. And maybe we'll talk some real dumb bullshit about you in a future week. Probably. Probably not this dumb, though. <laughs> it's we like, are this more feels tired like than the, we've ever done. <laughs> it does seem like the weirdest. Yeah. But also, it's been fun. It's been yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> I've laughed a lot. <laughs> uh, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as, as Jess said at the start of the show, if you are keen to come see us and you're in, I think Bristol's already sold out, but we have a handful of tickets left in London for my stand-up show on the 7th. And one of our shows on the A The afternoon show's yeah. got a few tickets left. Uh, so you can get those at dogoonpod.com. And also Birmingham the next night. The final show of the tour, which is the ninth. Oh, yes. Come see us off in Birmingham. That Birmingham. would be really cool at the Glee Club there. That's a really cool venue. You should definitely yes. come check it out. We're excited. It's been so fun, but it's flashing before our eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, apart from that, just find us on social media and everything at do go on pod. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and at gmail.com or .com for our website. And yeah, anything else we need to say? Um, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It's democracy manifest. <laughs> I'm under what? <laughs> do yourself a favor, watch that video. And until next week, I would always love to say to you, uh, let's get ready later. Bye. 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 This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.